This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine with your host, Les Jackson, here at the wheel of the Cruise Control van, all decked out in its fall colors, and Fred Staub over there in the passenger seat trying to rinse off the, <laughs> the fall colors. <laughs> yes, a very, very fall, uh, autumn-y uh, look here at the Cruise Control van, and you know, if it is fall, you know what that means, Les? It means, uh, well, a lot of people go to a place where there are no leaves falling, and that is Las Vegas. And we're going to take a look at the highlights of the SEMA show, including the Chipfoose E-Type Jag, the Graveyard Heliphant, and the Wrecked Dodge with a great story. Imagine buying that Dodge. It's like, well, yeah, it's wrecked, but it's got a great story. That's true. And um, and I believe that all the uh, coffee out there is uh, being flavored with pumpkin spice. <laughs> I I actually like pumpkin spice stuff. So go I, easy. <laughs> honestly, I don't <laughs> okay. much care for it. But but anyway, uh, the electric hot rod trend has begun with an 800 volt Mustang and a GM electric crate motor. Yes, an electric crate motor. Yeah, pretty cool. Definite trend there at uh, yep. at SEMA. And Cadillac has big plans for its XT5. And Mercedes wants to repower an old warrior. Hmm. We uh, will get into that. And we're also getting into talking tech because, uh, well, we're good at it. And this time, Ferrari wants you to control its cars like a fighter pilot. <laughs> I can see problems here. Yep. And no problems for Chevy. Chevy Suburban holds a unique record. So we'll tell you about that record. And uh, Yes, indeed. And you have a review. Yes, I do. I have a review of an at-the-wheel review of the Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit. When we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. That's the show you're listening to. Don't forget, check us out on the web at cruisecontrolradio.com. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, uh, speaking of the SEMA show, which we did initially, mm-hmm. uh, that's always, and well, it's I guess it's the biggest show Las Vegas hosts, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. I mean, it is spread out over multiple venues and... Uh, even one of the, um, just one of the uh, display areas would be bigger than any car show you've ever been to. Um, and everyone goes crazy trying to build, build the vehicles. <laughs> That's right. It's like, it, you know, I was even watching Graveyard Cars last night. They're like, yeah, well, why do we build these things? Why do we start building these things two months before the show? You know, like, that's the way it's always been done. So... Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check the podcast, all there. Cruise Control Radio. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. We're going to take you on a ride now around the SEMA show, Specialty Equipment Market Association. I always say it. It's the most generic name for one of the best car shows ever. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> beats anything. a hotter name. Yeah, yeah, it does, like Hot Cars uh, Show or something like that. But everyone brings their best game to these uh, shows, and it, everyone builds a car for SEMA, it seems like, doesn't it? Well, they have to. I mean, it's kind of the price of entry these days. Mm. And Chip Foose didn't come empty-handed among the many cars he's built uh, for SEMA this year. One that stood out was his 1974 Jaguar E-Type with nearly every part customized. It, uh, I mean, you look at his work, it, it, it's, it's just amazing, isn't it? It's astounding. It looks like Aston Martin built this. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and it's just so perfectly done. And of course, he got rid of that hideous uh, jaguar v12 engine <laughs> and repl <laughs> replaced it with something a lot more reliable a 6.2 a liter lot v8 more powerful twice the power actually yeah it it's a 6.2 liter chevrolet v8 engine 525 horsepower of course upgraded suspension but listen to these body mods that he did he made the trunk five inches longer Think about yeah. <laughs> the work involved <laughs> in doing that. You know, uh, he integrated this very cool hood scoop that looks factory, doesn't it? It looks completely factory, and it looks great. They should have done it that way. Yeah, uh, and of course, the interior is is uh, a little bit less out there. It's a little bit more. Uh, some people thought it looked very fifties inspired, but uh, kind of kept it traditional on the inside. But just a, just a beautiful car, always one of my favorite cars. And frankly, didn't a lot of people do uh, Chevy 350 swaps on Jags? I did one uh, myself with oh, a friend's uh, 72 Jag. Yeah. Was it an E-Type or an XJ? No, it was an E-Type. Um, um, and they, we, bought, we bought a kit to install it with motor mounts and all that and, and hooked it up to a you know, a, a turbo hydromatic 350 mm -hmm. transmission mm -hmm. made it really fast. I bet. And reliable. A lot more reliable. Totally reliable. Yeah. Well, uh, things that Foos does, too. He actually built the headlight bezels out of brass. Wow. Mm. Well, yes. You know why? Because the, see, that's a 74, and he has covered headlights, but the covered headlights went away in 68. Mm-hmm. For the regular Jags. Mm. Very, very cool. Very cool. Really a standout and a unique car. 
some people theorized this was a 48,000-mile example that was um, uh, won in an R.M. Sotheby's uh, auction. They're feeling that that may have been the donor car for this. Uh, nobody knows who the client is. He doesn't reveal who the client is. That's interesting. What uh, What do you suppose he charged for that? I would say 500000 I was figuring maybe three hundred. Yeah, in that range. Finished yeah. in sand green, but beautiful job. Nicely done. Uh, body work that's amazing. Uh, as we say, it looks factory. So that was just one of the cool cars, but... On the other end of it, remember when we were talking about the Graveyard Car Show uh, that they would get one of the first Helifonts, uh, that 1,000 horsepower, That's uh, right. 426 supercharged Hemi crate engine, 950 pounds, feet of torque. Well, they put it in a car, and it does need that torque, doesn't it? Because <laughs> they put it in a 1958 Plymouth Fury uh that is modeled after the car Christine, the very evil car Christine, right? They, yes, yes. Um, and the neat thing about this car is it looks completely stock right down to the white walls, doesn't it? It really does. Um, it's it, You can't call it a pretty car. No, it's busy, a very busy car. A lot of things. But it's, but it's very stylish. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't be my choice of cars to put all that technology into, but the fact is, it's it's a neat neat car. Yeah, uh, and of course the Helifont fits in there. You wouldn't know it uh, until you open the hood that it has a super modern engine in there, right? Well, those in those days, the the uh, engine bays were so large you could pretty much put a mini in there. That's right. It came originally with a 305 horsepower V8 Golden Commando factory engine. Yeah. Golden Commando. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an interesting, interesting name. But uh, hey, there, there you have it. Uh, that's what Graveyard Cars has been busy with, and I'm sure that will be on their show. When we come back, we'll tell you about one Dodge Challenger that had kind of a, a rough show, and we'll also tell you about Cadillac's big plans for the XT5 and electric crate motor when we come back on Cruise Control. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We were talking about all this cool stuff going on at SEMA. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a cool thing. Um, <laughs> sort of. With a, with a few de- few bruises and uh, <laughs> and splinters. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, it this all happened. Uh, there were, of, of course, there's a lot of cars coming in in trailers to SEMA. Every booth's got a car, virtually. And Pete uh, Quinton had built a pretty cool Dodge Challenger Scat Pack with custom carbon fiber body parts and aftermarket wheels, upgraded brakes. He was going to display this at a booth at SEMA. And, um, you know, we're excited to have this Quinton Brothers uh, auto and performance car out there for everyone to see. They had it in a trailer. Somebody stole the car in the trailer 
from the driver who had driven it out there uh, to get to Las Vegas. And the car uh, vanished, basically. So there have been several reports of it, several police chases. Eventually, it ends up in a parking garage in one of the um, casino parking garages. And uh, you actually see footage. The cop pulls in front of the guy. He sees him trying to pull out of a parking spot. He pulls in front of the guy. And the guy in the Dodge Challenger rams the police car and takes off. Fourteen cars were in pursuit, and the thief got up to 150 miles an hour. The the police ended calling off the chase because of the danger. They eventually found the car, and they eventually found the driver a little bit later on. But the car, the cops knew it was to go to SEMA, so they cleared cleared it of all the evidence and uh, brought it to SEMA, and there it was put on display with police tape and uh, a, a mashed front end, right? Yeah, that's right. But, you know, it, that in itself is a cool story, and uh, all of the technology in the car is still there. So, Oh, it's certainly rebuildable, I think, don't you? Yeah, and, and the, you know, it just I can't help thinking about this, but, you know... Uh, Pete Quentin gets his car back, and the the uh, the thief goes to San Quentin. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Yeah, that yes. is true. Uh, what a stupid thing to do. Stupid thing to do, and eventually, and to have it all caught on video. Wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty good evidence. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Hey, here's uh, an interesting trend at SEMA. Of course, normally we're used to high horsepower, high output engines. But now it seems like the electric hot rod is coming into its own age. Uh, Mustang, there was an 800-volt electric Mustang uh, that was a collaboration between Ford and Webasto, Webasto, right? Uh, Right. And it generates a thousand foot pound of torque. Oh boy! Yeah, instant torque. That, yeah, it is. And you know, for those of us that have driven electric cars, it is—it's a completely different acceleration feeling. And we've got to get used to some of these names here: the five power dual core electric motor and dual power inverters, is what it uses. Um, and it is connected to a six-speed uh, manual transmission, right? Wow! Yeah, you don't see that often. No, um, and uh, and it also looks pretty cool. You wouldn't tell that it was electric powered except for some of the graphics, right? That's right. Uh, boy, I bet this thing is fast. I bet it is. So there was that, but not to be outdone. Uh, GM is actually looking at building a electric crate motor that you can buy and uh, they put it into something really cool uh, a uh, older C10 and they called it the E10 the E10 concept uh, 1962 pickup very cool um, and it they fit a 450 horsepower electric motor under the hood with a pair of 60 kilowatt hour battery packs Wow. They're calling it the E-Crate motor. How's that? You know, again, this thing has to be incredibly fast. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, along with the powertrain swap, they've also fitted LED front and rear lighting, an illuminated bow tie, a digital instrument display, and an audio emulator that makes it sound more like a Camaro Z28 than a Bolt. The, the this, <laughs> these power systems came from a, from a uh, a Bolt. Um, I think they used a, a number of them. Uh, will we see? Crate crate motor e motors, you know. What do you think? You could actually call it a crate motor because it is an electric motor. Yeah. Well, the fact is, we will. Um, if you think about it, right now, for owners of uh, classic uh, antique Volkswagens, uh, VW offers an electric drivetrain for them. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. So I think you'll see this everywhere. Yeah, and uh, just just so you don't think uh, they're going away completely, there were some uh, new announcements of more uh, crate engines, and I tell you, this is one I would like um, from Chevy SP three eighty three EFI engine, uh, and it it outputs four hundred and fifty horsepower, four hundred and thirty six pound feet of torque. You know what I put that in? I would put that in a vintage. Um, corvette a c3 corvette wouldn't that be a great swap put it in an 80 corvette coupe yeah one that had a a weak dog uh uh you know 350 pull that out put this in it would bolt up and you would have 450 horsepower which would be really off the chain as they say in that uh that's right be more than you know completely electronic yeah, complete EFI um and lots of horsepower and yeah, that would be uh, that would be my pick. I think that would be a fun way to update it. Um and uh, and you'd be a little bit different cuz it's not an LS. It's it's something different. So um I like it. I like I like the concept. But uh you know, back to electric cars. We we certainly we just went into the uh internal combustion mode for a second there back to this interesting article by jd power uh and this was from uh, a publication called driving.ca jd power confirms electric car sales have now surpassed stick shift sales in the u.s so more electric cars are sold than manual transmission cars uh, this is in no way a surprise mm-hmm and uh, the fact is, uh, stick shifts, you know, especially in urban areas, are really annoying to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's not too annoying because most people don't know how to drive them. <laughs> well, but, I'll, I'll throw this out to you. We just said that, that Ford Mustang had a manual transmission. You could still shift it manually uh, with an electric drivetrain, and you wouldn't have to worry about stalling it, would you? That's that's true, yeah. Maybe yeah. they will weirdly make a comeback because of electric cars. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, I think most people just want a smooth, simple driving experience. You push, push the pedal on the right, you know, to go. Push the one in the middle to stop. Mm-hmm. Turn the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise, you know, it, it cuts into all the distracting that you can do with your texting. And, <laughs> That's right. I can't and, get you know, my... reading everything on the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that you have a point there, Les Jackson. You have a point. But 
interesting topic. And now the electric uh, parade continues. We're going to tell you about some production cars that are going electric when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. That's the show you're listening to. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out the podcast edition and subscribe. It's all there. Cruisecontrolradio.com. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Keep your foot in it, because we'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive electric show. Well, that's what it seems like it's going. We were telling you about the electric Mustang at um, SEMA. And the E10, C10, pickup truck with the crate motor plan. Now we're going to look at some uh, production cars that are making the swap to electric. One of them, the next generation XT5 Cadillac. They're looking for this uh, to go into the next model. And it will be, according to Cadillac Society, an electric vehicle. And it will be, uh, you know, one of the first all-electric vehicles from Cadillac. And Cadillac is looking to be the electric car mark of General Motors, right? Well, um, I, I applaud what they're doing. I think, you know, they've led the way in the technology and in the, and uh, just, you know, the brand Mm-hmm. Period. Cadillac was always the brand with all of the uh, latest and greatest. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the buyers, uh, being electric, that'll appeal to them. Yeah, yeah. And their concepts are looking cooler and cooler by the day here. Now, not to yeah. be outdone, you'll love this, Les. Um, you know the Mercedes G Class, G Wagon? Well, right. That is going to go electric as well, according to Daimler's head of digital transformation, Sasha Pallenberg. Uh, She made this announcement on Twitter uh, that the Daimler CEO wants to transform a gas-guzzling G-Wagon into an efficient electric off-roader in the future, of the future. Well, I'm glad they're doing it because... uh... As you know, I I have my own negative opinions about the G-Wagon. Yeah, this vehicle was basically a German military vehicle that was supposed to go away many years ago. And I remember when it gained popularity, and now they have AMG versions and all kinds of things. But why not turn it electric, right? That's right. That's right. It's, It's... Uh, it makes perfect sense. First of all, the G wagons are just crazy expensive. <laughs> yes, uh, they are for, for no for no reason that I can personally see. Corporate profit. Uh, yeah, uh, and they're uh, now again. This is just my taste, but I, I find them terribly ugly. <laughs> but Box they're trendy, and, and and if you're going to put. Uh, an electric drivetrain in a in a particular model. Put it in a trendy model. Why not? Why not? So that 
is their plan. And I think you're just at the end, you're going to see endless electric cars. Now the floodgates oh, are yeah. open, including yep. uh, that there's another one that could be revealed by Volkswagen on November 19th at the LA auto show. It's the space vision concept. Less dare I say it. It is an electric station wagon. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it's a station wagon. I don't love the big wheels, but this is clearly a concept. We're looking at a picture of it. It doesn't have door handles. They have rendering, a rendering. Uh, yes, it doesn't have uh, rear view mirrors. Yeah, but it will. I, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you think about it. Uh, they had some wagons in their lineup. They had Passat wagons. They had the Golf wagon. Um those went away or are going away in the U.S., and this could be the replacement with an electric plug on it. That's right. 367-mile range. Pretty amazing. Uh, it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening, and uh, I think it's going to happen a lot faster than even you and I have predicted that it is just the floodgates feel like they're opening now to me. I I'd know. say... It within five years from now, uh, pretty much be talking about every vehicle is electric. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Except trucks, maybe. Except trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's talk a little tech. Do you like to talk tech? Not that we haven't been talking it this morning, but uh, let's talk about Ferrari and one of their patents. It's always we like to look at patents because, you know, uh, you can learn out, uh, learn a lot about what might be coming down the um, line when you look at automotive patents. There was a patent filed in the U.S. Patent Office not too far from where you're sitting, Les Jackson, back in April of 2019, and it was detailing a method and device for controlling a car, uh, including a sports car, uh, with a joystick, forward and backward tilting action to control braking and acceleration left and right to control steering inputs uh and it sort of looks like a jet fighter stick and this is all from the folks over at ferrari uh they're wondering if this will be a future ferrari without a steering wheel now that could cause problems right you can't just do that you would have to get approvals for it wouldn't you from nitsa you would you would and um uh, i'll go to all the hearings uh, <laughs> and keep screaming no 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 this is not unlike what this makes me think of is the difference between boeing and airbus um controls on a on a jet uh, Boeing has the old traditional yoke. You push it forward, you pull it back, you turn it left, you turn it right. You got two hands. But uh, the folks at Airbus have just a little, what they call a side stick. And it's a That's right. joystick left, right. And this is what this patent sort of looks like, a side stick. It's, as it's opposed just to too difficult. It, it's much too difficult to fly, to drive things that way. Mm-hmm. Or fly things that way. I mean, it's compact, but uh, it, I just don't think the average person would get a feel for it. Interesting. All right. Well, you know, if you think about it, <clears throat> if there's an autonomous car 
And uh, instead of making a steering wheel that retracts back into the dashboard or folds away or something like that, this would be a lot easier to have out uh, or be a lot easier for it to slide out of the way. So maybe there's something to that. Maybe it's, it's a look into the autonomous future and a control that uh, could be easily, you know, pushed out of the way. What do you think? Well, I like that idea. Mm. Um, I just, I just, um, you know, it, the joystick is just, I don't think uh, people would like it. Hmm. Well, um, let's do a complete turn here and talk about the Bloodhound LSR. They are incrementally increasing their speed. Um, and uh, they actually even have gone 501 miles an hour on its seventh test run. They're doing this at a, a huge dry lake. Uh, in And they have, uh, they're, they're incrementally bumping the speed uh, at the Hax Keenpan Desert racetrack. Uh, and I love their approach to this because it is very, very, very scientific and a very thoughtful approach to it, isn't it? It is. Uh, you know, they're doing this very scientifically. Mm -hmm. uh, the driver, Andy Green, is famous for being extremely technical. Mm -hmm. Great fighter pilot. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, his, his current record... Is 763 miles an hour, which he broke back all the way back in 1997. This is not for the faint of heart, first of all, driving these things, and secondly, <laughs> investing in them. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, big money to do this. Do you think they will go over 1,000 miles an hour? I think they will. Wow. I, I think so. It's just um, they're going to have to really do some serious wind tunnel testing. Mm-hmm. I believe they'll do it. I believe he will certainly break his record, his personal record. Uh, He'll do that for yeah, sure. He'll go faster than 763. But uh, but there you have it. They are incrementally sneaking up on it. Only the seventh test run, and they're halfway there, more than halfway there. So that's pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? Very much. Uh, I just, there's, there's no way in the world I would do this. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no. just Neither would you. No, it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit much, because uh, you think of how fast things happen at eighty-five, ninety miles an hour, you know. Uh, and if you look down for a second at a thousand miles an hour, you'll be like, you know, in the next state, right? Well, exactly. You're, you're you know, at two hundred miles an hour, you're doing three hundred feet per second. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Hey, when we come back, we're going to have an at-the-wheel review of the Grand Cherokee Summit. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M. 
an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Hello again. It's Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We have got some more great information for you, automotive information. You know, Les and I like to drive a lot of cars, and um, we get to drive a lot of them and share them with you. This time around, I had the Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit Edition. This is a 2020 model. Uh, if you look at the rundown of the uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee, um, you have a lot of choices, really. Uh, you have uh, Laredo Upland Altitude Limited Limited X Trailhawk Overland High Altitude and then the Summit. And then beyond that, you have the SRT and then the Trackhawk with the uh, Hellcat engine in it. Ours was the Summit. So I would describe that as the uh, top of the line luxury model. Ours was uh, in uh, had Sienna Brown interior, very luxurious, and a, a graphic crystal metallic clear coat pearl paint on the outside. Um, virtually everything is in this model. This is the luxury model. It is powered by the Hemi, the 5.7 liter Hemi, although you can get it with uh, the V6. Um, and uh, every feature you want under the sun. Um, knee bolster airbags, quadra track, quadra lift air suspension, uh, lane departure warning, um, just everything under the sun. The optional equipment uh, included uh, what was strange, less this rear seat DVD, because I know a lot of people basically in the old days, you had one that would flip down from the ceiling. These flip down from the back of the seats. Or, or flip up their individual screens, uh, and you can input uh, various different uh, uh, feeds into them. There's actually uh, terminals on the side of the uh, seats. What I found interesting, though, is, um, A, this was a $2,000 option. The DVD player for it was in the center, center console. So you lost your center console. You also lost some leg room because these screens and the apparatus to flip them down were on the backs of the seats so they actually made the seat the front seat thicker which meant this was sort of uh sticking into your space in the back seat um so i i don't know how many people would opt for this nowadays with tablets and things it just seems a lot easier to do that but that's had this had this they are a rear dvd entertainment system um, and, uh, you know, just luxurious colors, uh, luxurious, uh, features, uh, heated, uh, second row seats, which was really nice. Of course, the Grand Cherokee is a unique size in the industry. It is a two row, um, I would call this an SUV more than a crossover because it is quite capable trail rated, um, and uh, it's somewhere, it's, it's sort of like a midsize, I would guess. It's not compact. It's not large. It's, it's really a perfect size, I would say. Um, some of the other things we had were the ProTech package, 
which included a Parkview rear backup camera, ParkSense rear uh, park around with stop, and blind spot and cross path detection. Now, when you're buying a Grand Cherokee, you're buying a, a model that has had a lot of testing done on it and has had a lot of development done on it. This is, uh, I don't know when the Grand Cherokee was refreshed last, but this one, uh, I believe, has been around at least four or five years. So there's been a lot of improvements in this. Does real well. Uh, five stars overall uh, for its rating, its crash rating. Uh, frontal crash driver got four stars. Passenger got five stars. Rollover was four stars. But overall, uh, it was a five-star st- safety rating, which is really, really great. Mileage with the Hemi, not too great. 14. Ooh. City. That There's a number from the That's, old days. Man. Uh, there's a number from the old days for sure. And uh, 22 highway for a combined... 17 miles per gallon not real impressive on that but uh, hey you are getting the cool sound of the hemi when you hit the loud pedal and the price you will pay for that cool sound and this uh complete grand cherokee summit four by four sixty two thousand seven seventy five pretty stout although i have to say one of the best riding SUVs, it's got the quadrilift air suspension. Of course, very, very capable. Um, I, I mean, one this gussied up, I wonder how many people would take it off-road and do serious off-roading. It it does roll on 20-inch uh, wheels, fully polished aluminum wheels. It's just kind of too pretty to take off-road, although it is quite capable. Uh but, uh, yeah, there you have it. The Grand Cherokee Summit, as I said, that is is the top of the line as when it comes to the luxury models. You, you could pay more, though, if you went with a uh, um, Trackhawk or an SRT. It's interesting. People forget they, they still make an SRT version of this as well as the Trackhawk. Of course, the Trackhawk has the... Um, Hellcat engine in it, and uh, the SRT, I guess, has the uh, what is it? The three ninety two. It's yeah, I think so. I'd I'd have to check, or is it the six point four liter Hemi? It's supercharged. I believe it's the six point four, but a lot of options out there, and these must make some serious coin for the folks at FCA, don't you think? I think so. Um, they're certainly neat. I mean, they're you know they're a lot of bragging rights. Yeah, very capable too, and very um, you know they're they're enjoyable to drive. I took this on a, a pretty long ride, highway speeds in that very quiet. Um, you know, drives like a car. Got that air suspension, and uh, you know you you would be hard pressed to tell that you weren't in a luxury car, but you know, you are paying the price, sixty-two thousand, which is, which is not not too cheap, is it? Wow. Um, noise level. Noise level was low, even with those twenty-inch wheels, because you have some good uh, sidewall, and the the uh, the uh, tread pattern was not too aggressive. So, hey, uh, we've got another story here on Jaguar. Announcing this week, 
that uh, it is going to recreate the original E-Type toolkit for $1,000. Because people have been hunting these down to complete their E-Type. Uh, and an original one can fetch as much as $6,455. You know, this is very strange to me because the toolkit was really quite simple. Basic screwdriver and spanner wrenches, as they would say. That's it. Kind of a roll-up leatherette. Bag. And... uh, well, the toolkit was originally offered in the Series 1 and Series 2 E-Type Jags and hasn't been available since the final Series 2 was produced in 1971. Uh, these will be available, reproductions, uh, for $945. And uh, you know what? Boy. People will probably buy an original model and then this model. So, because like, if you use the original model, you might get them greasy, you know? Well, yeah, but nobody's using the toolkits anyway. <laughs> it's just to have in there. It's like, got the toolkit? You know, it yep. came, I think the expensive thing that it came with was a brass hammer to knock off the knockoffs. But you could buy one of those, I'm sure. sure. Amazon.com, I believe they have them. <laughs> well, anyway, we appreciate, like, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the podcast. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.